0: Welcome to today's broadcast of Lead to Serve, a leadership podcast with Ed Taylor. Welcome to today's edition of Lead to Serve. So glad that you have chosen to join us. This is the podcast where we talk about life and ministry, learning to be better servants of Jesus so that ultimately we lead well. We improve in our leadership. We grow in how we help people grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We spend a lot of time talking about the practicalities of the various aspect of a leader's life or how to lead. Uh, The topics are covered a couple of ways. Uh, Some some of the topics are developed here in the context of our church leadership at calvaryco.church at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. They come from our team development, our team discipleship here. Uh, I'm a big whiteboard guy. And by the way, my name is Ed Taylor, and I happen to have the privilege of pastoring here at Calvary Church. And I use the whiteboard a lot in our conference room to do development, uh, what the Bible calls discipleship, helping people follow Jesus to a greater degree. Uh, And the reason why we are focused on servanthood is because I believe Jesus when he says, if you want to be the greatest in God's kingdom, you need to learn to be the servant of all. And we use the word leadership because there is a, an aspect of our relationship with others leading them. They fought, There's a leader and there's a follower, but you're never the best leader. You're never the greatest leader. You, you're never, you've never arrived at that highest level until you've learned to serve. And of course, we'll never l- arrive using that word, just listening to myself. I'm like, man, we're like, we're never going to arrive, but we're gonna grow. And we're gonna grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if if I had to summarize, you know, there's a lot of different ways to summarize, but one of the things on my mind today is if I was to summarize leadership and servanthood, it's it's directly proportionate to my surrender of the Holy Spirit. As I'm following the Holy Spirit's lead, that's making me a better leader. Today's topic is, how do I identify other leaders? Or another way of putting that is, how do I raise someone else? And there is this aspect in the body of Christ today where you will hear this phrase, every Paul needs a Timothy, and every Timothy needs a Paul. And the picture behind that is the really unique dynamic relationship between the elder leader, apostle Paul. And this young man who grew up with his grandmother and his mother, Timothy, and how Timothy followed Paul and Paul had a Timothy, he had a Titus. Paul was always surrounded by people that he gave the ministry away. And as we're leading and serving, our eyes always need to be on the lookout for those men and women that God's hand is upon, that they can be raised up and trained, The, the, the phrase raised up is the idea behind training and developing and discipling. Really, what we're doing is we're wanting to identify what the Bible says, that God raises up one and puts down another. And we should have a lot of relationships in our lives, in the body of Christ and as leaders, as servants. We, we need to have those relationships where we have, you know, I guess you could say that mentor relationship, where we have someone like Paul, an elder, someone that has... More experience a little bit farther ahead in us in our lives that we look up to, we take advice from that we we allow to correct us and and speak into our lives, but we also want to have those Timothys in our life where we are the Paul, where we are pouring into them, where we're developing them where so you want those two and and any anytime you're in a position of leadership, the solution to every problem is a person, a, a very special person that God has placed in your life to help you, just like you're a person that's placed in someone's life to help them. And then that beautiful relationship of mutual love and friendship, that mutual place of servanthood and leadership, every Paul needs to Timothy. So that begs the question then, doesn't it? How do I identify other leaders? How do I raise someone up? Now, there are two basic ways that People are raised up in ministry or people that are developed. Number one, people come to you. And number two, you go to people. I know it's profound in its simplicity, but it's true. You have a place where people come to you. They're looking for a mentor. They're looking for help. They they want to know what, what their gifts are, what their talents are. You know, In the context of the business world, they turn their resume into you. They identify your company, they identify even your department as somewhere where they want to work, or you might be in a position where HR sends you people, Uh, they process the resumes, they process the hiring, you know, the hiring agent, like kind of goes through all of that and they come to you or you go to them. And in the context of church life, that's two very basic ways. You have people that come to church and say, I want to serve. And you have people uh, that come to church and, and you say, would you like to serve? And remember, the goal is what Jesus said. He said to go into all the world and make disciples. So in this relationship that you have as a Paul and Timothy, the goal is making disciples. And the process is through growing relationships. Uh, Really, the picture is more of an apprenticeship where through the apprenticeship relationship, you are able to help them grow in their understanding of what you do and how you do it so that they come alongside you and you come alongside them in order to teach them the depth of ministry. To teach them the reality of what it looks like to serve Jesus Christ and what a privilege it is. It is absolutely a privilege. And again, I'm going to be sharing things that I'm not entirely sure. I I didn't I didn't make them up myself. You know, and I think of the Bible where in Ecclesiastes it says there's nothing new under the sun. So these are shared thoughts that, you know, I'm an avid reader. I read a lot. I have a lot of friends. I talk a lot about these things. So I'm not entirely sure where these principles directly have come from. And I want to let you know ahead of time. But this, when it comes to apprenticeship, I remember somebody sharing with me the pathway is I do, you watch, and then we talk about it. Then, secondly, I do, you help, and then we talk about it. Then the third step is you do, I help, and we talk about it. And then the fourth step is you do, I watch, and then we talk about it. And the final step is you do, someone else watches, and you talk. And that's the process, what we could say of discipleship and development and mentorship. Let me repeat it for you I do, you watch, we talk. I do, you help, we talk. You do, I help, we talk. You do, I watch, we talk. You do, someone else watches you talk and you pass it on along the way. So the picture is apprenticeship and, and the real goal is actually not the service. The real goal is actually not the, the actions of the person. The real goal, remember, making disciples, growing relationships, the process of apprenticeship relationship, what the world, what, what we know today is mentorship. And what's the goal? To be conformed to the image of Christ. That is the process that we are given in the process of action within the body of Christ, the process. What we're doing is leading people into the discipleship. Remember, the, the root word of disciple is a learner. So, discipleship has everything to do about learning, and Jesus being our discipler, we're learning about Him. And remember, Peter would say to us in his letter, in 2 Peter, that we've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. So, everything is found in studying the life of Jesus Christ. And by the way, it's not just studying the life in relationship to our minds, but in our lives and our hearts and the depth of who we are, Jesus lives in us by the power and the presence of his holy Spirit. so as you're looking to raise someone up, remember people come to you, but you also go to them so so the people that are coming to you, they make themselves available uh, they say i i am I, I am here, I have these gifts and and then you start the process with them or you are observational, and you see people on a regular basis, and you personally invite them to participate in the body of Christ or participate in you know, your department or what you oversee in that relationship. But I have to say, let me warn you, what mostly happens is people, pastors and leaders, they just kind of wait around for people to say, I want to serve. And I believe that's a great failure on our part. And if you're listening to me and that's you you go, well, you know, that's kind of me. I I think that's a great failure. And I want you to consider how you've placed yourself in a position of weakness as you just kind of wait around for other people to, to say they want to serve or they say they want to learn when the real essence of a leader is, as we've learned before, to invite ourselves to gently and carefully insert ourselves into someone's life. And I think most of raising people up should come by us going to them. That's, what, that's where real leadership is, uh, us going to them, us reaching out to them, us being observational in relationship to the Spirit of God saying, that's the guy, you know, just Paul inserting himself in Timothy's life. Um, and, and here's a few things to look for, okay? So this, this, here's a few things to look for. Number one, you want to look for God's calling in their life. What has God called them to do in order to, to add and build His kingdom? Not necessarily your department, not necessarily your church, not necessarily your ministry, but the kingdom. The kingdom comes first. We're not building our own little kingdoms here, you know. It's not about our little kingdom and our little church, but it's God's kingdom. So we want to look for their calling. Number two, we want to obviously look at their character. Isn't that what First Timothy 3 is all about? Looking at the characteristics the depth of character in the elder and in the deacon. So we want to look at their character. That's very important um, because character you know, character is, is vital. I don't know any other way to say that. You know, you, if you take care of your character and your relationship with the Lord, God will take care of your reputation. But I've seen this. Mostly guys are so worried about their reputation and what people think of them that they just neglect their character. And, and I, I just think God's speaking right now like a word from the Lord for some of you listening. Like, you need to deal with your character. You're dabbling in pornography. You're deceitful. You like to exaggerate. you just like living on the edge like it's no big deal. I remember speaking to someone that, that, that was very much involved in pornography. And as I was trying to explain to him the character defects, he argued with me. He only saw it as episodic. He saw it was no big deal. But but those areas in our life, the depth of our character, that's the biggest deal. It's the hidden man. You can't have two lives. You can't have a public life and a private life. You you can't have two faces. Uh, You're living in hypocrisy. And I just want to pause there and say, look, your character is of utmost importance. Please, please take your character and who you are before the Lord. Thirdly, you want to look at their competency, and, and that means you, you want to make sure that people are doing the things that God made them to do uh, practically. You know, for example, I'll give you a great example. Uh, it would be a failure, complete 100% failure of a leader to place me in the position of a worship leader with a guitar or a piano or drums or whatever. It doesn't matter what musical instrument it is. I have no competency in that. And you have, to be, you have to be open to hear this from someone as they speak of your competency, because it's not negative to find where you fit. You know, like every gifting, uh, every person's placed in the body the way the Holy Spirit wants you because of your gifting. Uh, so you don't only have a calling to build up the kingdom of God, but you have a gifting or because we're using the C's, a competency. What do you have the competency to do? It would be a failure on my part or anyone else's part, to put me in the place of a worship leader because I cannot lead worship. However, in realm of competency, our church does have a worship leader, and he is also a phenomenally gifted, competent teacher. So, he can fill both roles. Uh, Although there might be some worship leaders that are unable to teach in the pulpit, we happen to have a worship leader who's a phenomenal, Bible teacher who teaches in the pulpit in my absence many times is one of our pastors here. He can fill two roles. In that case, I can only fill one role. I have other giftings, like I'm, I'm, I'm very gifted in administration and the back end of things, you know, seeing chaos bring an order to it, um, but I'm not called and I'm not competent in worship. And one of the greatest things you can do in your ministry of serving and leading is admit where you're not competent. Now, that's not to say you can't learn another skill or another area, but like, I think some people would put it this way, you know, stay in your lane and do what God's made you to do. And just admit, and it doesn't have to be like a bad thing, but just admit that, no, that's not what I'm supposed to be. I'm not good at that. That's competent. I'm not good at that. And then the final thing you're looking for is you're developing a team Is chemistry. How does he or she get along with everyone else how, how is that mix how is that how's that servanthood mixed together calling character competency competency and chemistry and i i read that uh from a brother in a book called things i uh, haven't things they didn't teach you in seminary i think it's the guy's name is james Emery white and that's a little bit of a uh, an adapt adaptation of how i use it uh, and just so good to look for those things 1 Timothy 3 is a great scripture, great passage of looking at the depths of the inner person, the inner man, the inner woman. Remember, Paul would tell Timothy, you know, someone that desires to be a bishop, And you know, we're like, uh, I don't want to be a bishop. But that original Greek word means overseer, place of leadership, um, the elder. And I think by extension and application, any place of leadership uh, is important. So you got the people you go to, the people that come to you. Uh, you're looking for these characteristics: calling, character, competency, competency, and chemistry. And, and can I just warn? I got a couple things before we go. And, and I want to warn you because when we're looking for leaders, you know, many times their charisma is, you know, how pers- what their personality is, what do they look like, can they influence. Can they communicate and move an audience? A lot of times emphasis is put upon their style. What do they look like? How do they appear? Or their voice? Or, or how they present themselves? Can they tell a good joke? Are they humorous? But I'm convinced that whether you're looking for a pastor to fill the pulpit or just a leader to lead in the church or someone to oversee something or even a brand new employee, we make a big mistake when we choose charisma over character. And we make a big mistake when we choose style over spiritual substance. And I think we make a big mistake when we might enjoy the humor of the person, but not see any holiness. Because this is no small thing what God has placed us over. This is the church of Jesus Christ. This is the church of Jesus Christ, first and foremost. And we need to care about these things because there's a lot of fakes and phonies in the Christian world. A lot of personalities, a lot of promotion, a lot of gimmicks that are designed to rule over people, uh, to take you and to take advantage of you. Christian celebrities, spiritual superstars, imagine that. Christian celebrity, those two words really don't go together. Our podcast is like to learn to be served, to go low, not high. To take whatever strata, whatever influence we have and to use it for the glory of God, that Jesus would be famous and not us and how careful we need to be, to be men and women of service and sacrifice. And we can't forget that. So let me end, we got a few minutes left. Let me end with, well, okay, how do I do this? What are some practical things? How can I help build, uh, raise somebody up? Well, let me give you a list of things in no particular order. Number one, you can give them a book to read, a book that's been important to you uh, and have them read it and report back to you. Cause then you're building like-mindedness, right? In unity, you read the book, they read the book and you're talking about that book. One book that we like to use here, uh, that is very simple, very short, very easy to read and a great test. Remember, because the Bible tells that even deacons must be first proven or tested. So this is a great test, read this book. If they don't read the book, then most likely they're not taking seriously their statement that they wanna serve and, care and cons- have care and concern for the flock. Uh book that we used here uh, is that is entitled The Man That God Uses by Chuck Smith, you know Pastor Chuck. And simple book, great book, um not too hard for someone, but maybe there's a book that's really influenced you or a Bible study that you can send them or a video on YouTube of a Bible study that you can have them watch, take notes and come back to you to talk to them. Um which is number 2, have them listen to a Bible study or Or have them uh, watch a YouTube video. I already mentioned that, number two. Number three, uh, definitely want to invite them out for a cup of coffee uh, and talk to them. Listen to them. Get to know them. Uh, Find out about their family, about their singleness, where they came from. What's God doing in their life? Another one is, like we were saying, invite them to serve alongside of you and observe you uh, for a specific time. You know, Even test them. Maybe you say, hey, show up uh five o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning to prayer. And they're like, what? Okay, I don't even get up at five. Okay, things are being revealed and you see where they are. Or what if they get there at 4:45 and you're like, whoa, hmm, that's that's an interesting thing because you're what? You're making observations. Um when you do talk to them, number five, make sure you warn them about what they're getting involved, that it's no small thing. Talk to them about what ministry is or talk to them about what you're doing when you're raising them up, give them a full understanding. I mean, to the best of your ability, like you know, nobody will ever, none of us have a full understanding of how hard it'll be and how difficult it will be, but give them warnings, explain to them, uh, some things that you went through, give them things that, um, that, that you have learned over the years. Number six, um, spend some time, um, uh, Spend a lot of time with them, not just the coffee times, because the time is no substitute. There's no you know, because relationships are built how? By time and testing. And so continue to invite. Number seven, give them that invitation. Come with me. Uh, Pastors, if you're doing a hospital visit, uh, if you're doing a wedding or a memorial service, or you've got to go run an errand for the church, Call up a guy and say, come with me, come with me, come and do this. And let's check this out. Watch me. Um, Number eight, challenge them. Challenge them in a time of prayer and fasting or challenge them to um, give up their vacation time to use their vacation time for a mission trip or, you know, challenge them. Um, Explain to them, number nine, the um, significance of grace and the new covenant. Make sure they understand that all this service is not to earn God's favor, but this service is because of God's favor, and He's allowed us to serve Him. And you know, continue to ask them questions and follow up on them. and can, you get the point. You're looking for ways to build unity to get to know someone. They get to know you, and you are leading them in that apprentice, discipleship relationship that God has for you. It's important that we do this. God has called us to make disciples and it's important it's not just a class or a or you know the church's responsibility we are the church and as you're serving and leading the best thing you can do is invest in other people because that which is eternal the souls of men and the word of God you taking the eternal word of God and develop you know sorting it develop um, depositing it into someone's life uh, is so vital and so beautiful and will have fruit forever so thanks for joining me today. This brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh, there's a lot more to be said on this topic. Maybe you have some ideas. Email me. Go to my website, edtaylor.org. That's edtaylor, E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R.org. That's very important.org. Email me through my website. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love feedback. i love insight. You have some ways you've raised up people. Send them to me. I would love are you a whiteboard person? Send me pictures of your whiteboard. I'd love to learn how you're developing people. I'd love to have that dialogue and the feedback. And of course, as always, I ask you, share this podcast with your friends, family, social media, and please, if you haven't already, there are literally multiple thousands of people listening to this podcast and I would love for you all to leave a favorable review wherever you get this podcast. Because the more favorable reviews we get, the better the algorithm is when people search for leadership podcasts. So tell somebody about Lead to Serve. And and also just a specific prayer request. Would you please pray for me and pray for us? Just remember me in your prayers. Um, It's it's a great encouragement. I do have down days. I do have difficult days. Uh, Probably should talk about discouragement here pretty soon. uh, Because uh, it is a normal thing in the life of a leader. Uh, And I don't want you to think that you're a bad leader because you get discouraged. So pray for me, uh, because I don't think I'm a bad leader because I get discouraged, but I don't like being discouraged. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, encourage you, and strengthen you in His grace. Thanks for spending your time with me today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes, and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.